Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are facing off, but not necessarily in a cage, but rather on the internet as Zuck's Threads takes on Musk's Twitter. Will the latest social media platform be able to topple Twitter? In addition, the latest in the Microsoft FTC Activision Blizzard court case and whether Gen Xers are yearning for a digital-free lifestyle. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Behind the screens is the guy with the killer beard, Chris. Hello, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Uh, your, your, your beard is finally better than mine again. It's uh, starting to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So big news this week as Meta, uh, also known as Facebook, has launched Threads, which is betting that the Instagram mojo can take on Twitter uh, with a new app. Uh, this week, they uh, basically launched this thing. It's a standalone microblogging app that takes direct aim at Twitter as user unrest on that platform has grown since Elon Musk took the company over in October. There's several reasons that people are mad at Elon Musk, but the latest was that apparently, unless you were a subscriber, you were capped on the number of posts that you could see in a day that was the big outrage you could only see 600 posts per day if you were uh, a non-subscriber uh, 6,000 if you subscribed if you paid the money for the whatever the Twitter subscription is so uh, you know Zuckerberg was always kind of planning to do something anyway uh, so they launched uh, this week and uh, basically the app uses in some of Instagram's infrastructure and allows people to use their Instagram login which is basically likely to help it gain a following quickly um, on Thursday, which is today when we're recording, uh, Zuckerberg said that it has gained 30 million signups so far. Wow. Uh, Elon Musk re responded through a tweet, uh, which I, which I found was interesting was quote, it is infinitely, infinitely preferable to be attacked by strangers on Twitter than indulge in the false happiness of a hide the pain Instagram. So you've now got people on both sides that are saying, Oh, you know, we're, we're going to go here now. And we've got people on the other side going, no, Twitter's fine. It's, it's, you know, I don't know. It's, I don't really like that whole kind of like who cares, you know, or, you know, which one is better. I did sign up for uh, threads. I did get uh, all of my Instagram followers, like the 20 people that follow me, <laughs> you know, are now I can now follow them and they can follow me. I put a post up that says, hey, I'm here. Um, have you have you downloaded it yet? No, no, I, I, I try to stay away from the social media stuff. Um, I, you're hiding in the woods somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're ready like that. in case the federal government ever comes after you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what are your thoughts? I mean, what are your thoughts about this? Is this just sort of more social media sort of hype and who cares? Or is this something that could topple Twitter? Um, I, I think mark zuckerberg is looking at twitter right now and he's thinking like wow this is a great opportunity to start my own twitter because elon's getting you know a little bit of pushback with the whole uh what was that banning, the cap, yeah yeah the, the tweet cap yeah. and stuff like that people kind of looking for an alternative to twitter so i mean i mean that's that's, that's honestly that's what i think i think it's just him taking the opportunity uh from the moment you know yeah and just trying to create his own um oasis you know his own social media oasis um parallels to twitter yeah you know i i'm on the the opinion of that that i don't really care about twitter that much uh when i you know i was i was on the platform pretty early and when it first came out everyone was taking pictures of their sandwiches and you know and they didn't really know what to use it for well that was instagram right no 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 you could you could add pictures in twitter in the early days this is before instagram came out you was, oh, gotcha. was people like hey this is what i had for lunch today instagram and just blew it up instagram made it made it very photo friendly and it was on you know 
it was on iPhones once they had the better images and things like that. And then they could, you could do videos on Instagram as well at some point. Um, Instagram really did take off more than Twitter in terms of sort of the younger people using it. Twitter then evolved. So then, I, so after that whole initial early phase of Twitter, then it was, oh, I'm at an event. I'm going to just kind of live tweet things. And so the, a lot of the followers that I, I would go to the demo show, for example, and then I would sit there on my computer because I could use TweetDeck and some of these other apps and basically tweet my thoughts on something, um, which was interesting for a while because you, you sort of had instant feedback on something that was going on um, and people could comment on some of those things, the ones that were following me. Um, but there's nothing more annoying when you're live tweeting something that no one cares about. So it would be things like I'd be watching a Celtics game and I'd be live tweeting and people would be like, you know, we don't care about this or we're not watching this. And so it evolved into that. So, you know, then you started seeing more media companies put up stories and, and that's where you would sort of track news. If there was a, if there was a disaster or something going on in real time, Twitter would be the place you would go to, to kind of get constant updates. Uh, and then, you know, and then it evolved into the whole political crap that's like everyone just started to spouting. And that's what probably most people think about now with Twitter. It's the, you know, mean tweets or the just people saying mean things about each other anonymously. And then you get into arguments with trolls. And, and so it is sort of a cesspool of just constant either, you know, positions on one side or the other. And yeah. that's sort of when I sort of dropped off Twitter with my original account. I, we did come back when we launched the new version of, of Today in Tech, and so I do have a new account. Uh, and now what I'm using Twitter for is I, f I follow a bunch of indie wrestlers on, on you know, because we go to these local wrestling shows. So I follow them. But the political stuff still creeps in there because, again, now with Elon, like every time Elon Musk says something, uh, I get that in my feed. And it's like, oh, I don't want this. I, yeah. You know, there, there's no way to regulate social media to the point where I want it to be regulated because it's, it's, there's no financial incentive for the company to allow me to do that because it needs to feed you constant ads and, you know, you need to sort of be engaged with it so that they can get the advertising revenue. So what I like about threads at the moment is that there's no advertising on it. So, until, until there, and, until there, until is there is right until they will eventually put advertising on it. But at the moment, so you know, and, and what I'm seeing on my threads, on my feed, are the same kind of posts that I would see on Instagram, just now without the ads. So uh, I'm sure it'll be good for a week or two. Well, no picture. Are, are there pictures on there? Yeah, you can put pictures. You can put videos. Yeah, you can, let, me, let me take a look. Oh, okay, yeah. I got to yeah. find it on here and just to see if I can show you. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. So this, and this just happened, what, yesterday or today? It was launched yesterday. So it was launched on Wednesday. It's now live today. So, you know, so now like, so my top one right now, which was eight minutes ago, was this, this one account I follow called Retro Rewind 80s. And on Instagram, they just post, I don't even know if I follow them on Instagram. I think, I, I guess I do. Um, sometimes they just force these groups upon you. So, mm -hmm. you know, so, hey, happy birthday, Sylvester Stallone. So they posted a picture of, of Rocky and um, how he looks right now. And so, yeah. um, but this would have, this would have shown up on my Instagram feed. Um you know, so far I might be the only person in my follower group that has actually joined threads, which means nothing because I'm sure my kids aren't going to join it at some point or they will. I don't know, but then I'll still see stuff on, on, uh, you know, and again, they opened this up to celebrities and, you know, all those verified people. Like I'm not verified and I don't care if I ever do get verified. Um, 
but um, you know his his opening post. I wanted to just kind of show that opening post because you laughed when when it was his. Go ahead, you read this in your Zuckerberg voice. <laughs> Let's do this. Welcome to Threads. Right. I mean, you could have at least put an exclamation mark instead of the period. Like, come on, man. Um. No, but it, it reminded me of uh, what's that scene in the? It was Thirty Rock, right? Yeah, Thirty Rock. Yeah, it was Steve Buscemi trying to be cool with the kids, and, it, and that turned into a meme, right? So I'm imagining like Mark Zuckerberg coming out and going, "Hey, let's do this, guys! Hello!" Wearing the the music band T-shirt. I, yeah, yeah. How do you do, fellow kids? Welcome to the new Twitter Threads. Like, yeah, it's just very un- unenthusiastic. <laughs> But you know, obviously, anybody that that wants to sort of pretend that they're that they they're rubbing elbows with greatness can then respond to Zuck and hey, he's he responded to me. It's the same thing with Twitter. Uh, it's like Ugh, I don't know. I don't I, really care about that. I don't know. I think this might be a niche a niche thing. I don't think it's going to completely dominate Twitter. I mean, Twitter's Twitter. I mean, again, I don't I don't use it. I don't have it, but I know the popularity of it. Um, it's still viewed as the town hall. Yeah. Uh, the, sorry, the town square. It's it, still viewed as the town yeah, square. Yeah, it, it feels so. more like just sort of a news feed of of maybe things that I haven't seen. And I know that in the in the journalism media landscape, people use Twitter all the time, and then people look at Twitter. So they like say they're doing a podcast and they want to respond to something, whether it's a political one or some other. But like, let's just take a sports one. Like they will talk about stuff that other people are tweeting about and then you comment on that so does that switch over to threads who knows i think most people are probably just going to be like all right here's another one that i'll post to so when we post updates to the show you know we go on to to youtube and 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 post something i go on to linkedin and post something i go on to twitter and post something maybe i'll post on threads now although it would it would be my personal account it wouldn't be the the official brand account because we don't have one yet because we don't. We never. We never put one on Instagram. Right. And you sort of need to use it. Now again, it, they use Instagram in order to get those instant followers. You know that's why they have thirty million followers. You know in a day, because everyone just already has an Instagram account. They game the system that yeah. easy. Yeah. Um, I I do believe I I've never really liked Mark Zuckerberg either. I I think he's a big he's a big nerd and not in a great in a good way. I yeah. just he he always looks like he's twelve years old. Um, he always, he wears those hoodies. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Let me rethink this. I wear hoodies. Yeah, all the time you wear too. hoodies, don't you? But I'm not doing it because I, you know, I'm trying to be like Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Like, doesn't he look like he's always like 15 years old or 16 years old? Yeah. I mean, at some uh, point, like grow a beard, dude. When you, when you make as much as he does, you can afford all the anti-aging, uh, I think, stuff, Mark, I think Mark you know? Zuckerberg needs to grow a beard and then maybe I'll have a little bit more respect for him. <laughs> making more followers on thread okay so here's the here's the picture of the the spider-man meme this was there was a story where because of this whole launch um zuckerberg hasn't been on twitter since 2012 um probably because he thought that twitter was a competitor i guess he still does but now he did he posted this meme of like hey i've got something just like you is, is i guess that he's that's what he's trying to do with that whole spider-man meme thing i, I guess but i mean they're kind of behind i mean they're not twitter you, you know, he's trying to compete with Twitter and it's like, yeah, I don't think you're going to, I don't think you're going to top Twitter. Well, I think enough people, I, like I said, either if, you, if you're mad at Twitter, you're going to jump over to this other platform. We've already seen it. I've seen some, some coworkers that are trying to get onto like Mastodon and Blue yeah. Sky and some of these other ones because they're like, I'm taking a stand. I don't like Elon Musk. And so I'll just go over to this other competitor. It's like, go ahead. 
you know, and you know, even with Donald Trump, like he was like, oh, I don't like Twitter. I'm going to go and start my own thing. And it's going to be called Truth Social. Do you notice my um, complaining voice is the same, whether I'm talking about the left or the right? Yeah, that's no, because I'm objective. Yes, I'm objective. <laughs> I don't like either side. Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where I'm going with this other than I, I I don't trust Mark Zuckerberg. They've gotten into too much trouble with sort of privacy issues in the past with, with Meta, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram. You know, they already know so much about me. They've already posted my, my feed is just all the stuff that allegedly will try to help me, but most of the time it doesn't or I'm not interested in the stuff that they're trying to pitch me. I don't trust some of the, the ads that are now on there because they're companies I've never heard of. Because, um, again, people will build businesses around sort of social media. That's another big trend I don't think we talk about enough. Um, and I'm sure that that's, this will happen with threads. It was, and again, the bottom line for all of these companies is how much money can you make off of you know, these end users? So we'll see where this goes. I mean, the, you know, more importantly, are they going to actually have the cage match between Musk and, and, I'm, and Zuckerberg? I'm looking forward to that because I think that'd be you know, the fight of the century, you know? Yeah, for those of you who didn't, who who you know are safe enough to avoid the internet and news, uh, the, leading up to this, there was this big challenge of of Mark Zuckerberg, who apparently is a black belt in jujitsu. Here's <laughs> some great video. Um, and then Elon Musk, I guess, has been doing cage fighting for a while, or, or allegedly on their know, spare time. Yeah, of so, course. So there was this internet challenge between the two of them, and you know the UFC, the the head of the UFC got involved. Was like, oh yeah, we'll sponsor it, or we think you should do it, and 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 I don't know. I don't know if this is ever going to happen. Whether or not this is actually going to become a thing um i just i roll my eyes i mean they should probably do it for charity um but you you told me that you were watching that video and you had a theory right like what's your theory on mark zuckerberg and, oh yeah and i mean it's, it's it's simple i think these you know the competitors that um zuckerberg goes up against they just let him win <laughs> you know because it's like or he probably pays them or i, I don't know i don't think um, he would pay pays them in, in facebook coin or something. <laughs> I, I don't know, but you know, cause they probably, you know, don't want to beat up on, you know, a millionaire, millionaire. That's right. So I don't know, but I mean, honestly, yeah, he's Zuckerberg's, you know, really good. I think he won a, uh, he won a, a championship, I think recently, um, for jujitsu. So, yeah, or I, MMA, I, I know that those types like of that. those types of things like they take those seriously. Uh, my son has a black belt and the, the black belt test is really hard. And I know some other people that have it. And so they do take that thing seriously. I don't think he's paying anybody off to get the black belt. Um, or I, I think that there is probably some talent there. Uh, let's see if he, you know, if he enters any more tournaments, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I but again, a, wouldn't you expect that from a billionaire if you had all the time and the money to in the training that you should become better at something? Oh yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, like you said, when you have that much time, geez, you could train a couple times a day, you know, and right? Train with the best trainers available. So yeah, I, I mean, if I definitely, if I hit the lottery, I would certainly, you know, try to improve this. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he did win his first uh, championship. Um, let me see. It was held in Silicon Valley High School. Um, let me see. I have it here on, on CNN. But, uh, and he's, he certainly has the age difference. Like, I would take Zuckerberg because he's younger than Musk at this point. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Zuckerberg's definitely younger, right? Yeah. Yeah. But okay. then you also notice that Zuckerberg's not going to try to take on someone like Joe Rogan or someone who has that ultimate fighting sort of background as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, no, he, he did win his uh, first. What is, what is that video? <laughs> what is, I don't know. Is it's, that uh, him? Is that him surfing with a flag? Is. Oh, it my is. God. You know, nothing says America like uh, <sighs> riding your electric surfboard and uh, <sighs> waving your flag. Um, Just grow a beard. Just <laughs> become an adult, dude just like us like like you and me all right i think we're done talking about this for a while let's go on to our next topic um uh last week the microsoft ftc hearing uh for the microsoft uh takeover of activision blizzard uh, it again it was two weeks of of different hearings uh and so it that wrapped up and so there there's a there's a cool cnbc article that sort of shows gives you a kind of a roundup of all the stuff that that happened um in in the uh, in the case uh the judge has not decided whether to to uh issue an injunction against the takeover uh, the takeover has to be completed by july 18th or at that point microsoft could walk away if they're not allowed uh they've already been approved in you know a lots of other countries but i you know obviously this would be the biggest country for them to uh, get this approval for um, and you and I have talked about this a lot about why the FTC is doing this. Um, their big fear is that, uh, you know, Microsoft taking over a lot of these companies in these gaming companies, and they've done this with a few other gaming studios. Uh, it would allow them to have a monopoly in the future cloud gaming space. And so they're concerned about a lot of that. And we've talked about the biggest, the biggest game in their arsenal right now for Activision Blizzard is Call of Duty. And so the big fears is that they would own Call of Duty and then basically make it Microsoft only. So either it would be PC only or PC and Xbox only. Um, and then as they develop their game cloud gaming service, you would only be able to play the new Call of Duties via, you know, this cloud service if you were a subscriber or, you know. And so what I'm concerned as a gamer is not Call of Duty because I don't play that, but other game uh, properties that they've bought before and some future ones. So Activision Blizzard makes the Diablo series. Uh, Diablo 4 just came out. You and I are playing that um, and are doing pretty good at it. But if they came out with Diablo 5, if this is allowed we would have to, you would have, you still play in your PC anyway. Right. I would have to either buy a gaming PC at some expense or I'd have to buy an Xbox at some expense in order to play those games. Um, they purchased uh, ZeniMax and uh, Bethesda and they have the Elder Scrolls series and they have the Fallout series. And so those, any new games there, I would have to buy an Xbox. And then the people at Bethesda are coming out with this game later this, this year called Starfield. And that was supposed to, and that's supposed to be their outer space property that they're launching and PS five owners. You can't get on there. So that from, from my perspective, I don't want this to go through because I, because selfishly I want to play some of those new games or fallout five, whenever that comes out and elder scrolls six, which actually came out during the hearing of they're saying 2026 is the big assumption of when that game is going to come out. So, um, there were some interesting kind of, again, cause it's a court case. You have discovery and some things come out, including the, uh, they leaked some details about, uh, numbers from Sony that were supposed to be redacted. And apparently the people used Sharpies, but you could still read through it. So that was a little bit of an oops. Oh, I remember seeing that. Yeah. That kind of exposed um, the cost of what it 
takes to create a game, right? I think yeah. it was like 200 something million dollars to produce a AAA video game, which is a lot. I mean, it's I think that's higher than your your average um tentpole movie, right? Oh yeah. About. So, yeah, no, that's definitely interesting. I um I'm concerned about Obviously, this going through and having an effect on the quality of games that gets produced. Like, I don't know. I just have this this feeling that every time you see a merger like that, you know, Microsoft with Bethesda, Bethesda buying out Bethesda and stuff like that, I think you see like a natural decrease in quality. I mean, when was the last Fallout game? Like the last one came out when? 2014 or 2015, it feels like. It was a long time ago. Yeah. That was the Boston one, right? Right. Yeah. Well, um, then they did have 76, which was supposed to be an online always game. Yeah. And it tanked initially. Yeah, it but now they've apparently made enough improvements where it's it's uh, a pretty decent game. Yeah. A year or two later. But like, no, it was like a couple, it was even more than a year or two. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. So a very long time. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, like, when they, I don't know, just, I, I think, like, just in general, like, one, like, you could say, like, yeah, when a company buys out another company, they're going to trim certain, you know, they're going to trim certain areas. And right. it's like, I think these, these game developer companies, they should just stay autonomous, you know, cause I wonder if they see, you know, you mentioned movies and it, there is a parallel there between, um, the Hollywood industry and, and you and I have talked about this. We usually talk about this at lunch when we're talking about what movies or TV shows we're watching. Uh, and you know, the, the need for these tentpole movies means that you you continually see star you know new star wars movies new star wars tv shows new marvel tv shows um it's the same way in in the gaming space i mean the reason that we're talking about these big games it's you know would be the fifth version of diablo the fifth version of fallout or well it's you know, it's, it's in, game, in terms of the big main games yeah well it's gaming as a service now yeah and like, the same thing with film it's streaming it's movies as a service yeah. right it's tv shows as a service so it it, it changes the quality, but there's a also lot. In, you know there's also independent movies and independent gamers. I sure, mean, you know Steam is very popular. Uh, you and I were talking about it. You were did you buy that Steam game that you were t talking to oh, me about? Oh, the um, what is Look it? Up. Only, only only up, up? Yeah. only up. Yeah, I mean it's a simple game, right? I mean that's the thing. It's it's a simple game. You buy it once, ten bucks. Play it a couple times. Yeah, that's it. I think I think it's a lot harder for indie games and indie films. I think it's a lot harder for them to get exposure right, right. and to get the level of exposure as a triple A title. But there is today. a niche audience for both of those. There is. Things. Yeah, there is. There is. So I you know, if you're my, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. If you were Microsoft, would you say to someone like, well, more independent developers will pop up and then there, there will be a diverse gaming landscape. It's not like we're, you know, other than maybe the AAA titles, the, you know, the high end blockbuster games would only would be controlled by a few companies. Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know. It should be interesting in the next couple of weeks to see if the FTC rules or if the, the judge does this injunction or not? Because then also the U.S. is then going against a lot of the other parts of the world, right? Which apparently they have no problems with this because they're allowing this this merger to continue, right? And it, the U.K. did initially block it, but then Microsoft made some concessions towards sort of the cloud gaming space, whether yeah. they and Call of Duty. Maybe maybe they'll make a deal before this this ruling comes out, and then say, all right, well, any you know the next five call of duty games have to be available for pl playstation owners or users who knows i was i was um getting pretty nostalgic uh a day or two ago i, I saw 
uh, this this video on YouTube. It pops up on my on my feed. It was about the uh, the old Star Wars Battlefront games. Yeah, Battlefront one and two. And it was some. It was just talking about like the history of the games and like the future of the games, right? Um, and they were talking about how there was going to be a Battlefront three. It was almost done through development. Yeah, and it ended up getting scrapped. And correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, EA Microsoft owns EA, or is EA its own? EA, I think, is still independent. Still independent. Oh, Electronic Arts is still yeah. Is it? I believe. Okay. Hold on. Let me. Yeah. Let's let's, let's, you, let's check on you that. Keep but, talking. But anyways. Uh, it's like after that, right? After those games came out, they, they, you know, it's been five, six years, maybe I could be wrong, but then they came up with the new battlefront games. It is still an independent company, it's but, still, it, it's, but okay. it's 90% owned by institutional shareholders, Vanguard, BlackRock, SSGA funds management. So a lot of venture companies, I guess, yeah. are owning, but it's not owned by Microsoft or, or Sony. Okay. Okay. So, so they had the new uh, Battlefront games come out. Um, it used the um, was it the Cryo Engine, the graphic graphic engine stuff like the Cry Engine. Yep. Uh, from Dice, and it was so different from the original Battlefront One and Two. I, I never played them. I never. I didn't buy them because to me it wasn't Battlefront. Yeah. And I, I just think you have this corporatization of our media. And when I say media, I mean game media, mm -hmm. film media, movies. You have this corporatization of the arts, basically, that just destroys what they were originally. And I think... Because they're looking more at the bottom line than they are at the, yeah. the actual creative exactly. content. And, and actually, remember, uh, I, I showed you... It was a snippet from an interview from George Lucas. Yeah. I showed you a couple of days ago. And it, yeah, it, and that's basically what George Lucas says, the corporatization of, of film. You, it, it's, it's not the same. You can't, you can't and, corporatize a film. A film is a piece of art. Yeah. Let the artist create the movies keep it out of the of the corporate offices the reason i chuckled and, and smirked at you when you did that is that george lucas was i know is I, not is, should not be the spokesperson for know, sort of yeah. creative artistry um considering how much he merchandised the hell out of star wars to the point where you couldn't walk down the street without getting a lunchbox or the toy well, i mean he and, revolutionized the toy industry with the action figure market in the in the late 70s sure but let's say he didn't do that Let's say he didn't merchandise. Do right. you think we would have a prequel series? Like, yeah, no, it no, might have helped not. fund and produce, you know, films after that. I think he shouldn't have sold it to to Disney. Right. He should have kept it his own, keep it his own studio, and go from there. And there was probably a corpor a corporatization of Lucasfilm anyway. I mean, it was so big that you sort of have to become sort of corporate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not I guess not Disney corporate. But I mean, once Disney bought it out, oh, it's you killed it. You, I mean, in essence, you killed it. You, you killed the brand, and that that's probably subjective. Like people are going to have their own opinions on it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people like the new uh, stuff that's coming out, and you're going to have the older fan base, myself included, kind of look at it and be like, ah, eh, it's not Star Wars anymore. But anyways, it's a little bit off topic. There is a, I want to get back to a couple of the points during that came out during this, the, these hearings. Sure. Um, so Weingarten, who, who I think is the Microsoft lawyer, pointed out that while Microsoft agreed to provide Call of Duty to small cloud gaming players, such as Boosteroid and uh, Ubitus, Ubitus, U-B-I-T-U-S, it has not done the same with Amazon. 
which fields the Luna Cloud Gaming Service. Amazon is among Microsoft's most prominent competitors in the cloud computing business. So they're admitting that they've allowed Call of Duty to some of these other smaller players, but not their major competitor. Um, and then they also said that, you know, the, the, the cloud was sort of a flop, which is kind of what you've been saying. Right. Microsoft has sought to supplement PC and console gaming with a cloud-based streaming option, which is included with the Game Pass Ultimate Service, along with a library of games to download and play for a monthly fee. Microsoft began testing cloud gaming with consumers in 2019. Uh, someone named Bond testified that gamers mainly use the cloud option not with their phones, but with their consoles while they wait for downloads to finish. At that point, they switched to playing games locally. Uh, the cloud gaming option is not growing a, and is unprofitable. Uh, and this was from Tim Stewart, finance chief for Microsoft's Xbox division. Uh, quote, the feedback to date is that it's just not good enough as, you know, definitely as a substitute to any of the current platforms. And that was Satya Nadella, who is the CEO of Microsoft. But, you know, it can break through at some point on something new, but it's not yet happened, both on the economics as well as the content side. So... Um, maybe, maybe they're just trying to say that the argument that, that Microsoft will dominate this cloud gaming space is just a conjuncture and an assumption at some point that may or may not happen, considering that it's, it's, it's not working right now. And even Google failed with its Stadia thing. And then now, now Google might be trying to come back again with some sort of cloud gaming. It's weird because in our heads, we would think that this would work because we've seen how everything else moved to the cloud in terms of like entertainment options, you know, streaming you would argue now is, is way more popular than sort of cable TV and broadcast TV. Right. Yeah. So why hasn't it happened yet with gaming? There are, are there bottlenecks somewhere in the, Oh, absolutely. In the, either the broadband availability or just the time that it takes to, no, it's, it's simple. It's just, it's, it's just, it's an issue of bandwidth, it's bandwidth and lag. It's bandwidth. Like, but, but it's gotten better than when initially these things were, were thought of. Well, it, that, that depends. It's, it's better for the people who have higher bandwidth. So yeah. Simply put, you know what I mean? Like, for me, it's fine because I have, I have gigabit internet. I have, I have fiber. I think it's fiber. But, like, it's, I'm fine. But do you have gigabit internet? I, I believe I have up to a gig. I don't, up to a gig. I don't know, but I'm not cloud gaming. So, I'm, not, I mean, I'm not gaming gaming either, like... Well, Diablo Four is it's all cloud based, and like yeah. we we've experienced our own like crashes and and lagging issues and stuff like that. And it, we just we just attribute that to having you know the, it's usually like ten or eleven o'clock at night when most of the people on the East Coast are probably playing, and you've got people on the oh, West Coast. Oh no, jumping for sure, out. yeah. But but the game exists; it's being played on the cloud. Yeah, like the ser It's again, it's gaming as a service. It's yeah, you know, it's it's not local. You can't. You can't play it unless you're online. Yeah, so like I, that's, I think that's my, the biggest. I always flaw. attribute my lag to my Wi-Fi because sometimes I think I, my my console goes back to 802.11b instead of the the GAX or whatever I've got. Yeah, like the five G version of that five gigahertz, not five G from from wireless. All right, so um, obviously when that comes out, when that ruling comes out, we'll probably be talking about it more because I think you know both you and I have a little bit of differences on on where this should go. Um, but I want to bring up our third topic. Um, you mentioned nostalgia in, in, in our discussion of, you, you know, Battlefront 2. There was a story this week from Fast Company 
basically, according to a new Harris poll shared exclusively with Fast Company, most Americans would prefer to live in a simpler era before everyone was obsessed with screens and social media. And this sentiment is especially strong among older millennials and Gen Xers. Uh, asked whether they would like to return to a time before humanity was plugged in, meaning before people had wide access to the Internet and smartphones. 77% of Americans that are between the ages of 35 to 54 said they would, the highest of any group. Hmm. So I wanted, so what, what's interesting is, so I'm a Gen Xer. I'm in that, that age group somewhere. Are you in that age group? You're not. You're, you're a little younger than that, but I, would you consider yourself an older millennial? I I guess I don't know. I'm what born in the '90s, so that's yeah. You're getting close. You're getting, yeah, getting, you're, getting getting, you're getting there. You're getting there. Um, um, yeah. I mean, I, plus I think, you're you're an old soul. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I wouldn't mind having the old Nokia brick phone again. <laughs> not not we, worrying about dropping it. You, so. you brought that up on the show. It, I I think that the the survey was probably. People, when, when they're responding to something like that, they'd be like, you know what? I, I am fed up with the constant feeds of social media and the anger and the, and the, you know, the trolls and things like that. It'd be like, yeah, it would be go- cool to go back to a time. But I don't think I would give up the Internet completely. I, oh, I think yeah. people, you need to think about all of the benefits that the Internet has given us, like Netflix streaming and um, mobile phones anywhere at any time. Like there's a lot of technologies that the internet has sort of brought about um, cloud gaming or just gaming with, you know, with you on Diablo, like just playing though. Like that's a lot better than pong. Like you, you get nostalgic about battlefront two, for example. Uh, I remember battlefront one and two and the graphics weren't that great. And you know, well, they were great back then. They were great for the time. And, yeah. and so I think people get nostalgic for like, Oh yeah, I remember, you know, life wasn't as tough when I was, you know, as it is now. And, and then they let that sort of cloud their judgment in terms of answering these questions. Um, uh, you know, that, that shows that, that, yeah, the older, the, the older people I think are prefer, going back but i think you would get that with any question we'd be like would you like to go to would you like to go back to a time when gas was a dollar 50 a gallon or a dollar oh i was just i was just gonna say um i i love to go back in time maybe just four years like three four years back (laughs) when things were just easier you know you know saying just saying i would love to go back to a time when i you know my knees didn't ache and, (laughs) and and you know my hair wasn't gray in certain spots. Like that's, that's, I'd love to do that. Um, so just three years, just three years. Okay. (laughs) I would rather go back to the late nineties or the mid nineties or early nineties. I, or even the eight, I don't know the eighties. I'd be a teenager again. Like, like, I don't know if I want to relive those days, just my twenties. I want to be in my somewhere in the twenties. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that these people were sort of considering like, um, how the technology has probably benefited their lives a lot more than it, than it's hurt them. Yeah, you know, I, and again, I talked you know with my wife about this about you know it's life is so much better with sort of teenage drivers now because I know that my daughter has a cell phone with her and that if she does break down she can immediately call us and then call for help as well. Uh, whereas when I was driving and if I got into an accident, I'd have to walk to a pay phone in the snow, in the snow, both ways uphill, uphill. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I would, you know, the things were a little tough. Like I broke down once in Jacksonville, Florida, and I had to find a, a payphone on the side of the road to call the uh, tow truck service company. I don't know if I'd want to go back to that. Uh, I certainly want to, wouldn't want to go back to a rotary phone. And uh, yes, yeah, nostalgic, but like, you know, there are technologies that are better. Right. You know, the internet and just within the internet, there are better things now on the internet than, than, you know, that, it, or that the internet has brought about. Yeah. I think than in years past, I think maybe for uh, my generation, I think maybe the nostalgia, they may be hoping to go back to would be maybe more, um, more focused than just in general, right? Like, I think maybe we miss how movies used to be, you know, how good movies used to be, right. how, how, how nice, um, how nice, uh, it would have been to like, I don't know, hang out at a bowling alley, hanging out at a mall, right? Right. Like, specific, you know, specific things that we kind of miss that are kind of non-existent today. Cause like we were saying, you know, today it's just all in front of a screen. Right. Like when you hang out, it's like, oh, let's just, you know, just text each other or just Zoom. Like what, what should be interesting you know? is like, so you're nostalgic about that. I, you know, I haven't seen a lot of the 90s memes yet. So the people that grew up in the 90s, because by then I was already in my young adulthood. Um, and I don't really have a fast nostalgia for 90s stuff. But, you know, 90210, was that, was that a big deal for you? Or 90210. The TV show? Um, Beverly Hills. I'm trying to think of like Saved by the Bell. Were you a Saved by the Bell guy? No. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, grunge. You were probably into Nirvana and grunge. Oh, uh, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, it's more like Blink-182. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that stuff. Okay. I could see some of that nostalgia. It's more about the nostalgia. It's not about the actual, if you had to think about it, it was like, all right, would you give up yourself? You know, if you wanted to, all right, so let's say I invented a time machine and I go, all right, you can go back to this era, but then you have to give up all of your technology and you give up almost would you give up your memory of it or, or not? Maybe. No. Um, would you be longing for those cell phones? Yeah, I think I would. I think I would long for some of the, the things I take it that I basically, um, I'm trying to think of the word, take for granted. Yeah. You know, so um, I don't think the Gen Xers really want to give up their, their, the good parts of technology. That's what I'm trying to say with this survey. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Because again, I have the phone right here. It's great. I use it for cool things. I just try to stay off of social media things like threads and Twitter <laughs> and things like that. And that is full circle. You did it. <laughs> all right. That's all the time we've got for today's episode. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, add any comments you have below. We always read them. Thank you very much for that. Uh, join us every week for new episodes of Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Thanks for watching.